Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, it is Halloween night. It is Halloween night. It's a full moon. I heard howling earlier. It's not a full moon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just was about to talk about how I never get trick-or-treaters. But my parents sent the most adorable photo. Well, not photos. A screenshot from their doorbell camera of my mom handing out candy <laughs> to like a gaggle of children in costume. It is the cutest oh, thing I've ever cute. seen. So it cute. is so cute. So they're getting trick-or-treaters in their neighborhood where they live and she said that one of the kids was said he was allergic to peanuts and to oh, give no. him a baby a babe ruth oh no <laughs> oh no i was like that's so cute that is cute <laughs> yeah uh, for me we haven't had many trick-or-cheaters at our door but at work on saturday uh we had like this fall festival that people could bring their families to so there was a bunch of kids running around the building oh, in their wow. little costumes. Oh, and cute. You know what? I forgot for a second that you work for Disney. So I was like, oh, cute. They're all going. And then I was like, wait, he works for Disney. So they're running around the Disney building and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was it all costumes related to Disney? Did they no. have any sort of mandate so no, that no, someone no. could jump in Batman, Joker? I definitely saw Superman. For sure. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, there was uh, there most of them were Disney related. I will say that. Uh mm. I saw a really good storm. Ooh. Uh, yes, like a uh, comic book like accurate storm, like I can even send you like what she looks like like the 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 comic version yes and it, you would not be really missing anything except for like the white eyes that's the only thing uh she was really on top of it uh we had character visits from donald and goofy they shut were dressed up! up like pirates oh i missed out on goofy i was so mad uh oh. i got donald though and <laughs> so we we took a photo together so with all that to say um, also, because it's Halloween, I did listen to Michael Jackson's Thriller, as every Halloween I do. Oh, nice. Just have to. <laughs> I have a funny story about Thriller, which will take maybe a minute to tell. Go. So I was visiting some family friends in Texas on my college road trip. They flew. My parents flew me over there to see Rice University. And this family that is a great friend of the family. They took me to see Rice University. Coincidentally, I had Michael Jackson's Thriller, the music video, on my eye touch. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a while so back. I, it was a while back, and I was watching it in the car while they went inside like the supermarket to get something, and they had one of their little kids in the car with me and my sister, and he watched the Thriller music video, and I didn't know that he was a scaredy cat. And he showed no signs of fear, wasn't saying like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Oh, can can you stop it or nothing? He didn't say shit to me. I found out years later that that moment, which was nothing to me, like, oh yeah, it's the Thriller music video. Let's watch it while we're waiting for your parents to get back in the car. He got nightmares for weeks after that and was completely traumatized. And he told me the next time I saw him, he was like, hey, you know that time when you showed me the Thriller music video? 
I got really scared after that and I had nightmares for for a long time. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, just the furpy scares children. <laughs> wow, that is insane. Yeah. That's insane. I felt kind of bad at first, and now I feel really good about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I introduced a kid to thr- like Michael Jackson's thriller in the most memorable way, evidently. Yeah. He got traumatized from it. He got traumatized from it. Fantastic. He's fine now. He's an adult. <laughs> Graduated from college. Like, it's no biggie. We're on good terms. But, <laughs> but don't, don't, don't do one of those, like, quick little, like, head jolts. <laughs> You know, while walking slowly. The twitches, yeah. Yeah, don't do that to him. That'll trigger it again. Uh, but with all that to say, today uh, we're not reviewing a movie, but we are looking back at our favorite spooky movies. Mm. You know, so things, horror movies, movies that get us scared, that make us want to, like, curl up. And, okay, but know, not exactly because I think it just is spooky in a nice way. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Whoa! I think we might have vastly I different lists. I think we lists. might have vastly different lists because I, there's a there's a movie that I'm expecting on your list. Um, I'll be surprised if it's not on your top five, but we'll see when we get there. <laughs> uh, but so we're gonna talk about basically our five favorite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, kind of spooky movies, scary movies, horror movies, however you want to label it, and you know, kind of talk about you know why do we like it, and you know, but if there's uh, something mine about aren't movie, exactly scary. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It just reminds you of the season kind of thing? Yes. Or? Okay. Yes, definitely. Gotcha. With that said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about it. But before we do, oh. if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at AlwaysCriticPod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved and show your support. And you can get extra content. We are posting on Patreon a lot. You're getting a lot of extra content. So I highly suggest that you jump in, join the fun. You can check out the page on Patreon.com slash AlwaysCriticPod. And thank you. Shout out. To our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Robin, Bale, Cindy, and CD. Yes, shout out to them. They have already made the great decision of becoming patrons. You can too. So, (laughs) let's go ahead and let's talk our favorite movies. Now, you and I, I think growing up, for the most part, because we're raised as Christians, Mm -hmm. we probably have something of a different type of experience than probably the average movie watcher. Uh, maybe there were certain movies we were not allowed to see or certain movies that, you know, go against like our upbringing. Did you have that growing up by chance or? I'm thinking I didn't. Okay. Gotcha. And I don't know. (laughs) No, why? I'm thinking of all the movies that I watched as a kid and I'm like, maybe I probably shouldn't have watched some of these movies until... I was a little older or maybe because we were Christian or are Christian, I shouldn't have watched those movies. Like, and it doesn't matter. I think my parents were always very um, laid back about entertainment. And of course they were like, cover your eyes during the face melting parts of Indiana Jones. But uh, for the most part, like we watched Indiana Jones and we watched a lot of 
classic movies that are shown around this time of year. And I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry to say I don't know if I had had any restrictions. <laughs> For me, it was uh, witchcraft was the big one. Ah, witchcraft was the big one. Yes. For me. So like, that's why I I don't know if we'll have either one of these on our list, maybe, but any of the Harry Potter movies growing up was kind of off limits, you know, Mm. because sorcery, witchcraft, all that. Uh, That was big ones. And also um, things like spiritual possession. I'll leave it there Uh, because uh. we might have a movie on our list. Someone does uh, of us particular movie but yeah like stuff like that that had to do with like you know the spiritual nature of like demons and all that like that type Mm -hmm. of stuff we were kind of not you know allowed to watch now as i got older you know with discernment i was able to go ahead and (laughs) check it out i had to say it like that um but yeah I've, i've been able to check it out and not let it affect me because I know the power of movies for me. Like, I there's movies that I love and, like, grab a hold of me. Um, so I've been able to watch a lot of these movies and not let it affect me in, in a way that's too much. You know, and again, we're talking about this in such a different context than most people would, you know? Yes. Exactly. So with all that preamble out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about our five favorite scary Halloween spooky favorites our, Halloween movies I yes. would say and movies they're not to watch necessarily during the Halloween season. Thank you. There movies we go. to watch during the holiday season. Perfect. So Jessica, Halloween I'll allow you season. to go first. <laughs> what is uh, your number five? Well, you mentioned it already. The Harry Potter franchise mm. is something that I grew up watching. It's very nostalgic for me, and specifically the first movie, The Sorcerer's Stone. Mm is a great Halloween movie that we tend to watch a lot around this time of year. And they seem to cover multiple seasons, like they go through Christmas and stuff. But I think the appeal of seeing this world for the first time and seeing these little kids being the audience proxy and being in awe of magic and Hogwarts, the floating jack-o'-lanterns is such a iconic scene full of great iconography and the spooky vibes are there and I just really like it. It's got the right feeling. It has (laughs) the right feeling. It it does have that sense of, you know, mischief and sense of, there's still like that, that child, like, you know, wonderment. There Mm -hmm. we go. Towards the season itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can totally agree. Uh, that is, you know, on the outside looking in, I didn't include them in my five, but they are very good movies for the season, of course. Yeah, there's always been that thing of like, oh, this is a good movie to watch during Halloween, but it's also a good movie to watch during Christmas. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> of the fact that they hit on Christmas so many times in those movies. Yeah. So, yeah. That's because so, the semester, you know. Yeah, they really both. go all through the semester <laughs> Yeah. in most of the movies, so. All right, so so that's your number five. Do you have yeah. something from that movie in particular that like truly stands out that you really enjoy that you look forward to when you see the movie? Um, or if it's just the movie in general, then I totally understand. 
I love the <laughs> you're a wizard Harry moment in the movie. I love when he goes to Gringotts and sees the piles of gold when he goes to Diagon Alley for the first time and he gets his owl and that whole kind of intro from the moment he learns he's a wizard up until he's at the sorting hat and they're sorting him into Gryffindor is like the most wonderful part of the movie to me. Yeah. Those, and those I, are I great really parts. Like yeah. Those are yeah. great parts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my my number five is in a completely <laughs> different direction. Wildly different, isn't it? Yeah, it's wildly different. Uh, this is kind of in that vein of of the spiritual, and it is uh, hereditary. Shut up. Yes. Heret- yes. Hereditary. You put hereditary on your list? I watched it again. Oh, my God. What what a movie. <laughs> what a movie <laughs> that is. It's insane of a movie. I can't believe you watched it again. Before we continue, let me... Uh, when Ellen, the matriarch of the Graham family, passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Uh, yeah, this movie l- left a mark on me. And you know how I was just saying that I don't let it affect me. Uh, no, <laughs> this one this one left a mark because it's a movie that... Whenever I think of, oh, what are some just scary movies in my head? That is one of the first ones that comes up in my head. It's and terrifying. It's terrifying. Like there are the so well, the closing movies. sequence. Oh god, especially that, clo- oof, that closing it sequence does not let up. No, it does not. It is insane. Uh, there are so many like just visual moments that are just like seared into my head. Mm-hmm. Like there's th- one of the big ones. The reflection one in class. The reflection one in class is a, is a big one, <sighs> but that's not the my biggest the headless. One. I mean, the headless is another big one. That's a terrible one as well. But the big one was when he's getting up from bed. He's sitting there, and you see right in the corner, in oh, the oh. upper corner <sighs> of the room, you see what the hell is that. And yeah. it starts to move a little bit. And it's no, the mother. No. And I'm just like, oh, my no, God. No, no, no. Yo, I freaked the hell out when I saw that for the first time. We were together yeah. watching that movie. I know. <laughs> I freaked the hell out when I saw that. Uh, and so, yeah, the the vibe of the movie is just so creepy and, and scary uh, that it did leave such an impression on me that, like, I just had to seek it out one more time just to kind of, like, is this truly like that good of a movie? And damn, it is. It really is. Funny story. So I remember coming back from the theater, watching that one. We watched it together. And I came back that night. My sister was already in bed, snug as a bug in a rug. And I said, you will not believe what movie I just watched. And I proceeded to tell her every bit of the movie. Spoiled the heck out of it for her. But I told it to her in detail. I didn't necessarily leave stuff out and she told me the next day that she was very terrified couldn't sleep very well that (laughs) night and i was like you didn't even watch the movie i just told you about it exactly and she was like i know but you really freaked me out don't do that again like don't (laughs) Don't tell me about it again yeah oh that's so funny that's so here i am still to this day terrifying the people closest to me 
with uh, entertainment that apparently I'm a little bit numb to. But in that case, I was not numb to Hereditary. That was it was scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it did. It Oof. was scary as hell. But yeah, that's my number five is Hereditary. Okay, our lists are gonna be very different. so far apart from each other. I think you know what I, I'm gonna make a prediction right now because we don't we don't know each other's list. I no. got a feeling number one's gonna be the same. What do you, What do you mean number one's gonna be I the think same? Our number ones are gonna be the same, but we'll get to it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Your number four. My number four is Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Mm, Johnny Depp and Christina yes. Ricci. Yes. So IMDb synopsis. Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the decapitations of three people, with the culprit being the legendary apparition, the Headless Horseman. You're right, Christina Ricci, Johnny Depp is Ichabod Crane, Miranda Richardson is in it, a lot of well-known names, elder statesmen of uh, cinema are in it. Of course, we have Christopher Walken playing the Hessian Horseman, (laughs) the Headless Horseman himself. To this day, I'm pretty, pretty spooked by... Christopher Walken and the filed down teeth. Mm, So the sharp teeth that they put on him. (laughs) Truly a sight. I love the vibe of this movie. And of course, it's a very apt name, apt topic to bring up because it's the classic Headless Horseman story. And Johnny Depp, I think, what is it? Tim Burton, I think, is in charge of this one. And I really, really enjoy Sleepy Hollow. It's got like a mild love story in it too. Appreciate that. It does. It does. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think that for the most part, uh, that is like a pretty solid telling of the Headless Horseman story, the Sleepy Hollow story. Uh, of course, it's Tim Burton, so he had to get his yeah. boy Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, it's one of those like actor director combos that. <laughs> Like you always see on lists, um, right? Yeah, I I really enjoy that movie. That's that's a pretty good one. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's, it's a mystery as well. Yeah, it is. It is a it's mystery. A pretty darn good mystery. Yeah. So mm. I I do agree. So that is your number four. That Sleepy is my number Hollow. four. Got it. My number four. Uh, it's it's a. It's a classic. I mean, I don't know how people can say anything against this one, but it's 1980s The Shining. Yeah. 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 Let me see where I have it. That's my number three. Oh, okay. So we can kind of talk about it together. But before we do, uh, Jack Torrance accepts a caretaker job at the Overlook Hotel where he, along with his wife, Wendy, and their son, Danny, must live isolated from the rest of the world for the winter. But... They aren't prepared for the madness that lurks within. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a stone cold classic horror film. Yeah, that uh, became a cult classic and then became like a like an actual classic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I the the searing memory of seeing the blood in the hallway. Oh, the blood in the hall. Ho- yes, that in my head. Just like, wow, that's insane. Insane to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like the movie kind of like keeps going up a notch. Yeah, it, it keeps goes. escalating and it is a slow burn. Yes, it is. 
I love that about the movie is that it takes its time building the suspense, building the story. You see kind of monotonous times for them while they're taking care of the Overlook Hotel. They're kind of doing the same thing every day. They're not really scared. There's not even really creepy things that are happening to them. Not a lot of jump scares. It's just kind of compounding, especially with the room that they're not supposed to go in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ballroom stuff with Jack. And, oh, it's it's great. It's a great movie. It's unnerving because it feels kind of calm. That that it lulls you into that. Yes. And then the ending sequence, of course, is super iconic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Insane. So, yeah, I I feel like it had to be on the list. No it's matter what. Stephen King, Kubrick. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. it's a classic. Uh, amazing. It's such a classic. What's your favorite um, scene in The Shining? I'll go for mine. So, go. obviously, a lot of people would probably say... Maybe the ending scene when they're going through the frozen maze or maybe even when he busts through the door with the axe. Here's Johnny. Or when she just when he discovers his manuscript is just all all work and no play make Jack a doll boy. That's a really good one. But for me, it's just after that when she discovers that he's insane (laughs) and he's slowly walking towards her and she's backing up up to the up the stairs and she says wendy darling light of my life (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna bash your brains in (laughs) oh my goodness oh i love that part specifically like the whole stairs that thing and Shelly Duvall just looks broken at this point who knows how however many takes she had to do because Kubrick was nuts <laughs> oh yeah no Kubrick basically tortured that one yeah he tortured the cast for sure yeah, for sure for yeah sure. you know um I really it's like little pieces here and there that I really gravitate to like when they you know when they focus on the photograph Mm. And you see Jack. Like, that right there is just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like it, it leaves you with a moment. Um, the two twins. The twins, yeah. The twins. Come and play with us. Oh, creepy as hell. <laughs> creepy as hell. Um, but Red rum! Red rum! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the lady in the bathtub. The lady in the bathtub. Like, that to me is creepy as hell. That yeah, right yeah. there just leaves like a shivering up my spine. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just insane. How she's just how, all oh yeah, it's crazy. Just, so oh. yeah, so that's my number four. That's your number three. Yeah. So, so what's your number three? So my number three is another eighties movie. Right. Uh, so this one is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah yes. Ah, okay. Nineteen eighty-four. Got you. So this is a classic. Your boy Johnny Depp is in this. Movie yes, he as gets well. the worst death. Oh, he gets the worst. He gets it's blended awful. up. So, um, for some reason, when you look it up on Letterbox, the it's ridiculously long. It's almost like describing <laughs> the entire plot of the movie. 
Uh, but, like, just to be concise, I mean, it's a man who hunts people through their dreams. So you can't fall asleep. That is terrifying to me. Imagine not being able to go to sleep. And if you do fall asleep, this man will kill you. You would die. You die. You would die. Because yeah. he will kill you in your sleep. Yeah. In your dreams. Yeah. Well, really nightmares, since it is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, I think the most visually, the the biggest um, the biggest thing is like the Johnny Depp, like the death scene that he suffers. Oh, yeah. Huge. And there's no, I mean, he didn't deserve that. I mean, no, none of the of kids not. do. But I don't think he was dreaming about uh, Freddy Krueger. No, he wasn't. So it was like unjust as well. He gets it so dirty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because he wasn't even dreaming. No, he wasn't he asleep. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's really bad. But I think the creepiest part for me is actually at the end. When oh, the twist. The twist that happens at the end. And like you see the car. The mm-hmm. car and mm-hmm. like she's in the car and like Oh my god. And then you see like it's all <laughs> creepy because you see like these girls like, you know skipping with like you know jump rope like it's like this you know very classic americana surreal type of thing and then the person right right next to the door and that's where freddie just reaches and just like pulls her in oh yo that is creepy (laughs) because you think that she's got him yeah you think oh we got it it's over nope not one i always remember the tongue through the telephone. Oh God, Ugh. that scares it. It, I, it makes me gag. Uh, yeah, and you don't expect it. It's not a full-on jump scare. It just, I mean, it's rude. It's rude at this it's point. It's rude. <laughs> yeah, it is rude. You're right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my number three. I uh, I just think that it gives off. Like those vibes that you want. If you want like a scary Halloween to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. watch a movie and like all kind of like, ah, you know, at the same time, <laughs> that that's definitely one. So that's my number three. What is your number two? My number two is Hocus Pocus from 1993. I knew it. I knew it was going <laughs> to be on your list. Oh, yeah. It. Go yeah. ahead. Speak on it. Because I mean, why? Okay, but why it. are you being like weird about it? Of course, mean? I had Hocus Pocus. You're like, go ahead, go for it. Just talk about it. Of course, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy, Kathy, and Jimmy, and a trio of great child actors in a very campy kind of movie that I happen to adore. Period. <laughs> yeah, we've we've done an episode on it. We did an well, episode on the sequel. We did. Yeah, we've come full circle because we yeah. did a joint Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus episode way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then we just covered Hocus Pocus 2. I still stand by that this is a really good movie. Period. Gotcha. That's it. I know you don't like it, but whatever. Yeah, I'm just um, not that big of a fan of it. But I understand, though, because I watched it at the wrong time. I just watched it at the wrong time. You know, <sighs> if I would have watched it when I was younger, I think I would have had that same nostalgia pull. But I just I just watched it too late. And so I just it didn't it didn't grab me the way I think, <laughs> you know, other movies like, for example, I here's here's a good example. Like if I would have watched something like 
smart house now. <laughs> I think it would have been like, what? why am I watching this? But I'm attached to that movie because I watched it at the right time. I watched it when I was like 11 or 12 years old. So to me, it does hold a place for me and everything. So I understand I think for most people who grew up with it, this is a pivotal, this is a, you know, a, a major movie for them for Halloween. I will say that it is so high on my list at number two because I rewatch it so much during this Halloween season. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Uh, Disney, like, you know, celebrates the Sanderson sisters. They have their own, like, nighttime show during, you know, Nights of so Scary Halloween. So, yeah, I mean, they are a big deal. I think... Uh, this year, uh, the girls from uh, Riverdale, yeah, Riverdale, uh, they dressed up as the Sanderson sisters this year. Mm. And and it's, like, perfect because one of them's a redhead, one of them's blonde, one of them's black uh. So, like, they exactly went as those characters. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's a huge bond with this movie with a lot of people, and with you as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that is your number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two... Uh, uh, yeah, it has one of the most, I guess, the scenes that you don't expect to happen. And we kind of have like a term for it now. But basically, Drew Barrymore getting uh, killed at the beginning of this movie. She got Chris Brown. She got. Yeah. <laughs> what a <laughs> joke. Uh, my number two is Scream. Uh, Scream. I just rewatched it not too long ago in preparation for. The new Scream that came out earlier this year, which really good, uh, but Scream I think is a is a classic. I think that it it broke some of the the rules of horror movies while also pointing to the rules of horror horror movies. Yes, it was very meta in that yeah, way. Yeah, it was. Uh, so like Jamie Kennedy's character just basically like. No, you can't go alone because, you know, if you're on your own, you're going to be dead and all this. Like he was laying out the rules to people. Uh, And of course, nobody followed it. So people were dying. Um, Yeah, I just think it's a very effective, iconic mask. Uh, The ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's iconic now. Like people will still use it for Halloween. But I think the best the best scene is still the opening sequence. It is, yeah. There is nothing that touches that opening nothing sequence. Nothing beats it. And the fact that, like, he keeps calling her and, like, mm-hmm. you get this sense of dread for her because, like, he's, like, watching her and telling her what he, what she's doing and all that. Uh, and, yeah, I, I can't recommend enough to people, even though I gave away, like, the biggest spoiler possible. Uh, yeah. Watch Scream. It's one heck of a movie. And I think I think most people would say, yeah, this is a good movie. So I'm going to come in and say, I just like how you don't really see the appeal of Hocus Pocus, maybe you watch it at the wrong time. It's like that for me and Scream. Because I grew up never watching Scream, but knowing the Drew Barrymore aspect of it, seeing a lot of the... Ghostface as Halloween costume stuff throughout the years. And then I finally saw Scream maybe a year or so ago. And I was very unimpressed. Other than the intro sequence where I was like, this is amazing. This is super scary. Oh my gosh. Then the rest of it unfolded and it was very meta. It was very self-aware. It was kind of annoying. And then the 
I, if the twist or whatever, if you can even call it that at the end of the movie, I felt was very anticlimactic, maybe. I don't know what the term is, but it just like wasn't very impressive. Mm. So I never think to revisit Scream after watching it that first time. Ah, yeah. Wrong time. Yeah, because I saw this movie pretty much when it came out, uh, 1995, if I'm not mistaken. 1995? That seems about right. So, yeah, I watched it when it came out. So that means I would have been eight years old. So, I you think. You watched this when you were eight years old? Yeah, we're watching completely different movies at eight years old, for sure. <laughs> saying that oh I had I grew up in a Christian household they were very strict and all this stuff you very watched scream point. when you were eight years old that's a very good point very good point <laughs> uh, but yeah I I just think that this is yeah this is a pretty good movie for sure so that leaves us at our number ones Jessica mm. I predicted that we will have the same number one but we'll see I don't I don't what think. is your number one my number one is practical magic. Oh, wow. We don't have the same number one at all. Wow. No. Wow. Practical Magic from 1998. When you okay. said, oh, I think we have the same number one, I'm like, Psh. <laughs> no, we don't. No. <laughs> uh, the I'm to be synopsis to which sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face closed minded prejudice and a curse, which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. I love this movie. It is only for the girlies. And I think that the cast is amazing. It's got Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Diane Weiss, Stalker Channing. I mean, so good. So good. I think the Midnight Margarita scene is every woman's fantasy is to just be woken up at midnight by your sisters and your aunts and they're making margaritas and you're dancing in the kitchen to like you put the lime in the coconut to mix it all up (laughs) i love that the movie isn't just one thing it definitely has some elements of you know you got the prejudice stuff you got the small town that are really annoyed and scared of them as witches you have the sisterhood aspect because women supporting women is a huge theme in the movie and then you have this love story kind of deal that's happening on the side you have the sisters trying to get out of a sticky situation which if you haven't watched the movie then i'll just leave it at that and it's very entertaining and i like it i just like it a lot it's the perfect uh halloween spooky season movie it's not spooky but the season calls for a nice midnight margaritas movie with witches and the most perfect house you've ever seen and yeah all right cool (laughs) i've never seen you had nothing to add what no you've never seen practical magic no i've never seen it holy (laughs) yeah just never really i can't with my radar so yeah i can't with you all right uh, What's your number one? My number one is a classic from one of the great uh, minds of suspense. We've definitely covered this movie, and that is 1960s Psycho. Yep. Yeah. I Psycho, never watched Psycho. 
during this season. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like this is like one of the all time great movies. It's probably, oh. I mean, it's definitely in his top five, maybe his top three of Hitchcock movies. Yeah. We did a whole Hitchcock series for those who kind of came along after what was that? Kind of like almost summer, early summer, 2020. Yep. Is when we did the Hitchcock series. So if you like, you can scroll back in your podcast feed and hear us actually kind of discover what watch some Hitchcock stuff for the first time and explore his filmography in depth. Psycho is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. uh, And it has one of the most iconic scenes ever in the shower scene, obviously, that that alone Mm -hmm. is like one Mm -hmm. of the all time great scenes. But like for me, it's kind of the the leading up to that. You know, I, I really love the conversation inside of the hotel. You eat like a bird. Yes. Like the <laughs> entire conversation. There's like a creepiness to it that it's unhinged almost. And I really, really enjoy that. Uh, we kind of have or me with my first, my top two movies kind of have like that same thing where they spoiler alert for Psycho. <laughs> so like skip forward 15 seconds. They kill off like the, the big star of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so Drew Barrymore with Scream and then Janet Lee with uh, uh, with Psycho, of course. So, yeah, those are just iconic images. But, yeah, that conversation in the lobby, uh, you know, with. Yeah, yeah he's so nervous. Yeah. Norman Bates Norman is, Bates is just... kind of on edge and nervous to be around Janet Lee's character, Marion. Yep, Marion. Marion Crane, her last name is a bird as well. A bird? Yeah. So many great nuggets and I don't want to say Easter eggs, but just Hitchcock knew how to fill a scene with just things that represented the theme of the movie or symbolic things that... You know, he loves taxidermy. So there's like birds all over the room. And her last name's Marion Crane. And she's eating like a bird. He's pointing out all these things. And will he stuff her, kill her and stuff her like a bird? Like, what's the what's the, the deal here? Yeah. And strange shots in this movie. I love Scorsese talking about that shot where he comes uh, from underneath Norman Bates. Yeah. Norman Bates turns his head to the side and you see like up his nostrils for a minute. Yeah, I know which one you're talking And it's about. so weird and strange. And, you know, Scorsese, he's like, this is one of the greatest shots that's ever been done. And like he's <laughs> breaking it down, right? Hitchcock did a lot of good things in Psycho, the least of which is making it black and white. Right. In because, an era of Technicolor. Yeah, he had the capability to go color if he wanted he to. He didn't. But he didn't. That's a choice. That is a choice. That's a choice when it's popular, cutting edge to be Technicolor. Yeah, because just before that, like we're talking about movies that he released just before this was uh, Vertigo and uh, Rear Window Mm -hmm. and Rope. Like, you know, all happened to be with Jimmy Stewart, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, what's up? You listen to all the Jimmy Stewart movies. 
I was just <laughs> thinking of movies in the late 1950s. That's why. And they just happened to be with Jimmy Stewart. Uh, but yeah, all those were Hitchcock movies in color. Mm-hmm. You know, so the fact that he decides to go black and white is definitely a choice. And, and I think the movie is better for it. Mm-hmm. I think also like they get away with what they have to do in the shower scene because of the fact that it's in black and white. You know, yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of, you know, at the time, like the censors, we talked about that. Yeah. Where, you know, how do you show someone getting murdered or Mm -hmm. a woman who's supposed to be naked in the Mm -hmm. bath scene? You know, how do you show all that? The number of cuts that he did, not just to Marion's body, but (laughs) in the actual context of the scene, how he cut it and what he did to get through the censors. The flushing toilet, fun fact. Yep. And all of these things. Amazing, amazing, stunning movie. Definitely worth a watch, at the very least, during this season of the year. (laughs) Yes. Very much. Very Mm -hmm. much so. So, yeah, that was my number one. Uh, So Valid. We had wildly different lists. I went in a different tone, different direction with my lists. I think... Yours was definitely more of a this is what I watch inviting yes like something that you can definitely rewatch and just have fun with that was mm-hmm. your list my list was definitely more of like the scare like to really set the scary tone mm-hmm. of of the season as as versus like the the wonderment type of tone. That I think that mm-hmm. your list kind of strikes. I Although, don't want to give myself nightmares. And that is my goal with this list. Gotcha. I don't want nightmares. <laughs> I mean, we both did have The Shining on our list, though. So Yeah, no, that I, I don't get nightmares at all from The Shining. I guess I'm just desensitized by yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like I'm entertained and I like watching The Shining now. <laughs> there you go. Back when I first watched it, I was like, whoa, this is sick, scary. But not anymore. Are, are there any movies that you that just missed out on your list that you oh my thought, god yes well I I figure yeah I almost put Carrie on my list mm, okay mostly because we 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 rewatched it not too long ago during the Halloween season and we got such a kick out of it sometimes we watch movies that we've seen before and we end up like on our phones at some point and we kind of like don't really pay attention. We were both watching me and my sister were watching this one all the way through. Now we've entered a line from Carrie into our personal vernacular and it's dirty pillows (laughs) because the mom says, I can see your dirty pillows. (laughs) We had to pause the movie to get all of our laughter out because we were like, I can see your dirty pillows. And like, now we say that. (laughs) 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 So Carrie was on my list. I had interview with the vampire. Yeah, that was on my list too. Like lower down. Yeah. Love interview with the vampire. I had Jennifer's body. Mm, Okay. Love that. I did not expect to like Jennifer's body as much as I did. I watched it a few years ago for the first time and was like, where the fuck is this movie been? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I have um, it. That was also on my list. But the original T like made for TV. one. gotcha. For me, it was the newer version. Oh, yeah. No. Gotcha. I have Dracula, Casper, the Addams Family. Hmm. And then I have Beetlejuice, Halloween Town, and Edward Scissorhands. Beetlejuice is a good call. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't on my list because like that just happens to lean a little more funny than it does like horror. I mean, it does have aspects where like mm-hmm. things will scare the crap out of you. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good call, Beetlejuice. Uh, some movies that I haven't mentioned yet, but that I I you know enjoy during this time, uh, The Lost Boys. Oh, that skill! Oh no, that scares me still. Yeah, The Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, that that is a pretty intense movie in moments. I There's watched some that dumb one stuff in, in college. That movie, but. There is, but for the most part, it is really bizarre. A tone that you don't expect. Exactly. And quite like scary. Like the vampires are scary. Exactly. The the vampires are scary. Another movie that I have on my list, and although it does take place during Christmas time, it does feel more along like this, you know, kind of scary or whatever. It's Gremlins. Yeah, I consider yeah. that a Christmas movie, actually. Yeah, it, it it is a Christmas movie. It definitely same with Edward Scissorhands, and mm. the same with um, what was it? That's kind of Christmassy. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I consider that one. that one more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. Yeah, the, you're you're right about those. Those are definitely uh, Christmas movies for sure. And then one more that I just wanted to shout out was. I mean, you can watch this anytime, but uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ah, ah like, that's a good one. I think there's just like that tension that's there the entire time mm. um, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character and John <laughs> Goodman's character. Like the tension that's there is just creepy throughout. So I, I really enjoyed that. So, yeah. I actually have even more. These are my third string movies. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I also had Gremlins on here. I have Train to Busan. I have The Sixth Sense, Pet Cemetery, Midsummer, mm. Poltergeist, Silence of the Lambs, and The Vich. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that one too. The, yeah. The the Vich. Um yeah, that movie. Do you, I remember watching that. Y'all came to my house and we yeah. watched that. It was at your place. Scared us Mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we, and then the subtitles thing too. Like we watched about 20 minutes or so and all of us were like, wait, 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 is anyone catching any of this? Let's put on the subtitles. Right. Because we were both, all of us were struggling Mm -hmm. with, uh, because they're like really into the whole, um, like it was time. Colonial uh, speak. It was like Puritan English. Yeah. Like, so, like, you are not really catching what they're truly saying. Because they're, yeah. like, saying all these words that barely even exist anymore in, in our vocabulary. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it makes it a little tough. But there is one line in that movie <sighs> that I will always remember. And that is, <laughs> Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> By Black Philip. Oh uh, man, Black Philip. Bro. Yo. I can't look at a black goat the same. <laughs> I'm like, right. that's Black Philip. That's bl- <laughs> Oh my god. That's Black Philip. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. Um so yeah, that those are our movies to watch during Halloween season. Yeah. I'm glad we did this on Halloween. Yeah, on Halloween. 
Uh, you'll get to listen to it here. Well, you are listening to it right now if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, so this has been, you know, our Halloween stuff. Uh, we're pretty excited about what's coming on down the pike. Uh, next week is a pretty big episode. We're going to have some guests on that episode. It's kind of preparing us for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited for that concept. Yes. I am so nervous. I I have been preparing for sure. I need to finish preparing. I told you that I got real deep, neck deep in preparation. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even done. I'm yes. not even close to finishing. So I need to do that so that I'm ready for the draft next week. It's a draft episode. It is. We are going to be cutthroat. Yeah, we are. I know it's going to be real tough. So uh, just so <laughs> you guys are aware, since we're building up this excitement, the episode next week is going to be the MCU in non-MCU movies. Draft. <sighs> so think about it. Actors and actresses who are in the MCU, but we're drafting their non-MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Who can come up with the best lineup of movies from this draft? And we're going to have guests with us, uh, some MCU uh, Aficionados. <laughs> yes, uh, a, a friend who has been on the podcast a couple of times and a new person, a new guest will be joining us as well. So I'm really excited for this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I feel like I need to prepare so that I'm not out of my depth. Yeah, because watch, there. If it's going to get dirty, it's It's going to get get so dirty. Yeah, Yeah, because we're going to start taking movies like, no, that's that's what's (laughs) supposed to be my movie. Yeah, I can imagine it now. So check that out next week. Uh, In the meantime, let us know your favorite movies to watch during Halloween season for you. You can check us out on all the socials at Always Critic Pod. Let us know there. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Again, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Become a patron for less than $2 for $2 a month. So, you know, less than a cup of coffee. Uh, you can hmm. support our show and you could get exclusive entertainment and content there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some behind the scenes, you know, of the podcast itself, plus everything that Jessica's doing with uh, Daybok, with... yeah the K rambles, like everything going on there. Uh, and then uh, here at the end of its first season, I'll kind of be looking back at Andor. Uh, oh, nice. I was going to ask you about that. How yeah. is Andor going? So you're going to do a little wrap up episode for Andor. Yeah, after it's done, I, I want to look back at the entire season. Okay, review the whole show. Got it. Exactly. Nice. But standing right now, like, this might be the best thing that Disney what? has done with Star Wars. Ever? That Disney has done? Yeah. Ever? Oh, well, Disney. Yes. Yeah, since Disney took over. This might wow. be the best thing they've done. Better than Mando? Better than Mando. <gasps> I'm enjoying it like even more than Mando. And I enjoy Mando. I like Mando a lot. I love Mando, actually. This, this <sighs> might be better than oh Mando. Oh, my God. <laughs> this might be better than Mando. Oh my god, you're so excited. I'm like so excited. I I want people to watch eye. this show. I really do. I want people to watch this show. If so we nobody can talk about watches it. it, they're not gonna renew it and they're not gonna do more of this kind of tone. 
this kind of storytelling. And that's sad because I've had, I've seen multiple people say the same thing as you, that Andrew's like the best thing and nobody's watching it. Yeah, that's what sucks, but it's guaranteed a second season. Yeah. Because they are, it, 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 it's basically culminating just before Rogue One. So, mm. but I, I'm so excited about this show. Like, it's such a good show and the acting is incredible. Not just Diego Luna. Like, we have, um, Stellan Skarsgård, who's incredible in the show. Stellan, I mean, Stellan. the Skarsgårds are yeah, just. Yeah, the Skarsgårds, they're, they're fantastic in That's a wonderful um, uh, acting legacy family. We have uh, Adria Arjona, who is in, mm. the, in the show as well. Uh, we have some new people in there, like, who are part of, like, the, uh, the Empire, the ISB, and, like, acting their asses off. Uh, and then we get we even get an appearance by our boy Sagarera. Oh, deception! <laughs> Imperial flags. Yes, see the tree. An, and he. Ball and what's great is it's him and Stellan Skarsgård together in the scene, and they are acting their asses off <laughs> with each other. Forrest don't come to play. No, he does not. Forrest doesn't show up to show up. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> this is not a just a paycheck like, eh, I'll just like do a couple hours and that's it. No. no he comes ready as Saw Gerrera. <laughs> so, yeah, I cannot recommend this show enough to people. And or Disney Plus, Wednesdays. Check it out, people. I, I can't stop save the rebellion yes save the dream save andor (laughs) that's that's oh yes so yeah so that is our episode we are finally done i've (laughs) preached enough about andor yeah that has been our episode i'm rico and i'm jessica and this has been the always a critic podcast (laughs) 